Hello friends and viewers, welcome to a brand new episode of Real Woman with Nikke Adeyemi and I'm your host Nikke Adeyemi. How has your week been? How has it been since the last time you tuned in to this broadcast? How has life been for you? Um, what challenges have you overcome? What challenges are you going through right now? I'm just here to encourage someone. Don't go away. Call your friends. Tell them to tune into this channel right now. Tag them, call them, because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be uplifting. It's going to um, really bless our souls and bless our lives. Um, it's a real woman in care. It's about wisdom. It's about God's power coming through the screen to touch you. Um, it's about wisdom for women and their families. Of course, it has become quite popular with men as well. So men are welcome. So it has become the favorite family program for many, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for our feedback. Um, feedbacks, emails that I get, I'm grateful. Um, keep it coming. Today I'm talking about shining. I'm talking about light. How can we be light in the world? How can we be light in the world? Okay, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, you are the light of the world. I didn't say that. He said that to us. He said, you are the light of the world. So, um, Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is light. We know that he came into the world to illuminate us, to deliver us from sin and all of that. But when he, when light says to you, light calling light, he says, you are the light of the world. I'm always humbled when I read it. When it comes to my mind, to say, ah, I'm the light of the world, you know. Um, but that's what it is. And humility is to accept who God says you are. Okay, you may not feel like light right now, but God says you are the light of the world, especially if you're a child of God. You, you know, accepted him into your heart. And even if you haven't, he's saying to you, you are light. Because God calls us um, by what we should be. He sees our potential, you know. He calls those things which be not as though they were. So even if you're just there and say, look, I'm a terrible sinner, I do God, God, I'm not ready because I know the things I'm up to. But God says you are light. You're the light of the world. You may not be manifesting that light right now. <laughs> and it's up to you to say, yes, Lord. If you say, I am light, then shine through me. So I won't let myself be intimidated by that, even though it sounds really huge, like making you are the light of the world. Okay, Lord. And so what does it say? It says, let your light so shine before men. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. I jumped some, some lines there. It says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So a word, quick word for those who have been hiding. Those who have been hiding their gift, um, talents, those who have been hiding, I know we all have different personalities. I know there are those who are introverts, those who are extroverts. 
um, extroverts I did on the loud side, they're singing, they're colorful. Introverts are amazing people. It's just that they like to hide and be quiet. Jesus didn't say, you extroverts and those of you that have a sensational personality, you are the light of the world. He didn't say that. He's saying that to you and I. And he says, the city set on a hill cannot be hidden, so do not hide your gift. And he says, they do not light a lamp and put it under the bed or under a basket. <laughs> what is the point? But it's put on a lampstand that it may give light to everyone. So why would you light it and not cover it? It makes no sense. It says you put it where the light can reach everyone. You know, put it at the vantage point where it can illuminate others. Okay, you know, when we were small, we used to sing this song, this little light of mine. That light is not little. <laughs> but he says, I'm going to let it shine. So let it shine. Don't beat yourself down. Don't say, I have nothing. God created us all with something. Even if your something is a very good smile. Yes. Um, use it. So he says, you put it on a lampstand that it might give light to all who are in the house. Verse 15. Let your light so shine before men that they may, verse 16, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. So for the person that thinks, oh, wouldn't that be like putting myself out there? Wouldn't that be like being boastful and not humble? Jesus is the one that said it. He said, let your light shine what? Before men, before people, before human beings, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. So the glory, they see the works you do, let the work you're doing be seen, but the glory will go to your Father. It will go to God who gave the gift. We're partnering with him to say, yes, Lord, you have put this in me and I'm going to let it. So the key word there is let your light shine. Let, let means allow. Let means don't stop it. Let means don't cover it up. In how many ways have we really tried to stop the full shine? There are other the people who have tried to stop you from shining. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it was a previous episode, but there was an episode where I was sharing about the woman that was bent over for 18 years. And Jesus healed her on the Sabbath. I did not get around to the part where... The, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were angry because he healed on the Sabbath. I didn't even get to that part because I was focusing more on the woman, which many of us can identify with, and who got healed. But we didn't even touch on the, 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 those who uh, were angry that Jesus healed someone on the Sabbath. Okay, and he went, um, this is not even necessarily a continuation of that, but and that story is in Luke 13, verse 10 to 13, 15, down there. This is not even a continuation of that. But I just want to touch on that since I'm talking about letting our light shine. So Jesus wanted to shine. But they would not, they didn't want him to. Saying, oh, it's a Sabbath day. 
And they didn't want this woman also to release more of her light. They wanted her to remain in that bondage. Because the rest of the verses talks about after the woman was made straight. You know, that is where we stopped. She was made straight. She glorified God. Look at it. She glorified God because someone shone his light. Someone allowed his light to shine and let her be healed. And all the glory went back to God. She didn't heal herself. But the part I didn't touch on was that these men, the religious leaders of the day, you know, were angry. It's like Jesus came to spoil business or spoil tradition for them and spoil for He had declared even before them that I come with a higher law and it's a law of love. I come with a law that is higher than all these your rules and regulations. I come with the law. I come with the spirit of life in Christ. I come with the law of love, that if you move with the spirit and you obey the law of love, you will automatically obey the Ten Commandments. You won't have to be ticking off the boxes like, okay, at the end of the day, I did not murder anyone. Thank God. I did not commit my neighbor's thing. No. If you're walking in love, you will automatically not do those things. So again, they were angry. And Jesus said to them, would you be angry? Why would you not let this daughter of Abraham be healed? Because they knew Abraham. They didn't know Jesus. They were always arguing, who are you? We are of Abraham. <laughs> you know, and stuff like So he said, this daughter of Abraham, who you see coming to the synagogue every week, every day, Sabbath or not, why would you not let her be healed when the opportunity is right and you are angry? He told them that even you guys, you take your oxen, you take your ox, you, you on the Sabbath, you lead them to take, to, you give them water, right? If you could give your oxen water on the Sabbath, does that not work? <laughs> On the Sabbath, just one day of not drinking water, are they going to die? But of course, in their minds, because the oxen were going to bring them business, the oxen by the next day should be strong enough to power on and make money for them and plow their fields. So they would give their oxen food and water, and that is some form of work. So if you could give your oxen water, how can't I give this? And let me add another scripture that's somewhere also in the Bible where Jesus said, healing is the children's bread. So I'm going to add that. So why can't I give this daughter of Abraham bread to eat? Why can't I give her healing? And you are all angry and you are all at God. So let me tell you, it's not just today. It's not now that people have been beefing other people. It's not today where people have been um, antagonizing to people. It's not today that people around you have been jealous of you. Or it's been from ancient times, you know. <laughs> they tried to stop the master from doing good. And his work was to come and do good. Good. Sabbath or no Sabbath. Someone's life is in bondage. You don't even know whether the next day was when she would commit suicide or later that evening because she was coming to the synagogue. But you don't know whether inside her she was already done. So it might be um, it might be terrible for Jesus to postpone her healing till the next day and say, "Oh, this is the Sabbath. I'll heal her tomorrow because tomorrow she might be dead." Tomorrow she might have, you know, he says, today is the day of salvation. Accept him into your heart. Don't say tomorrow I will. Tomorrow I'll follow Jesus. Tomorrow, tomorrow. 
How do you know there will be a tomorrow for you? But in Jesus' name, there will be a tomorrow for you. Amen. There will be a tomorrow for you. Before COVID, people have died. During COVID, people have died. During COVID, pandemic era, people died of not COVID, but other things. So when you have the opportunity to be a blessing to someone, do it at the earliest opportunity. Don't say tomorrow I'll give you that money. If you have it now, give it. And that's why Jesus couldn't be stopped on the Sabbath. So that seemed to be a bit of a digression, but it's still in line with what, I'm, what we're talking about. We're talking about letting your light shine. They didn't want him to shine his light. His light of which was going to light another person, which was going to ignite somebody else. So friends, please don't listen to that voice that's telling you it's too much. You're doing too much helping people. You're, you're giving too much. You're giving your all, you know? Of course, by all means, rest and don't be burnt out you know, all over the place, doing more than what you really can do or doing things so much that you're so tired and you're not allowing the Lord help you to do it. I've been there before, almost a near burnout. I've been there before where, you know, yeah, you want to win the whole world. You do this, you do that, you do that all at the same time. And trust me, I had to pull back a bit and rest and say, Holy Spirit, help me to prioritize show me help me i want to be a blessing to people okay so but it's not about hiding your gifts some are just so terrified no um maybe you're meant to be on social media i'm not saying anybody should be on social media maybe you're meant to have a tweet page twitter or instagram or where you can or a blog where even as an introvert you can begin to put some knowledge out there things you know about god's word things you know about everyday life, things you know about what you have studied, wellness, foods that we should eat, health um, uh, health things that should help us, you know. Um, but you're too fearful, into hiding under introvert or hiding over under excuses. And I know I do not make light any form of trauma that any one of us have gone through. But you know what the trauma wants to do is exactly that thing, to keep quiet and hide your gift, you know. So go ahead, don't afraid. Launch that blog. Launch that social media. Say what you're meant to be telling us. Um, that side of God's word that you have a handle over. I don't have a handle over the entire Bible. There's some areas I'm strong in. I like ministering to women. I like speaking about emotional healing. I like deliverance. I like release. I like, you know, I may not know much about eschatology, the end times. Uh, that's okay. I know Jesus is coming soon, so you all get prepared. That much I know, and I'm living prepared. I'm living ready. I'm keeping that hope in my heart and purify myself. Myself, I may not know the nitty gritty. Okay, you may have a handle on that. Share with us. Tell us about it. You may have a handle on prayer. I love prayer intercession. You may have a handle on some other aspect of God's word, like you know it like the back of your hand because of what you have experienced. Share with us. Don't be intimidated and say, "Oh, I'm not a pastor." All the pastors and prophets are there. What do I want to say? You know that God has taught you some things. You know you have experienced some things about God, about said passages of the Bible, about parenting, how we should raise godly children. Hey, write that book. 
put out that blog, put out that social media. Don't say, oh, trolls, people are going to come out after me. On social media, there's no way people will, people will write ugly things in the comments. Look, let me tell you, as you put out good stuff, as you add value to us, for every 30 good comments, probably you'll find one ugly one. And there's nothing you can do about that, about mean people. You can't say because of one person who's going to be mean and talk down at you or whatever, um, you're not going to bless the others who will be so excited and say, oh, thank you for posting this. This blessed my life. You know, and I'm telling you the story in part of my life. <laughs> you okay? Because being on this, this media, media long before social media was popular, it was media, it was traditional media, television, print, you know, and one began to just put the word out there bit by bit because the world must know about God. They must know about Jesus. They must know about his saving power. They must know about how I have been helped. I must share it so that you can also receive light. I must shine my light. Jesus said, he didn't say maybe. He said, let your light shine. It's a command, okay? So, friends, I know we always seem to run out of time, <laughs> but that's just the word, that's just a little word there that I know um, will do amazing things in your heart, even as you listen, listen again, record it. If you cannot tune in at the time that we show this, that my program is being aired, you can always save it, record it, you know, um, Punch the your your TV and your VCR ahead of time to record the show for the program for you, so you can always come back to watch. Okay, and so till I come your way again, you know, let me just say a quick prayer. Uh, Father, in Jesus' name, I don't know who is hurting out there. I don't know who is timid, who is afraid, and fear comes and it goes. But Lord, you have imparted faith into us by your word. And so I pray for my brothers, for my sisters listening, watching, that Lord, they will just take faith like a seed, like a mustard seed, and run with it and grow and let their light shine. That which you've given to them, let them put it out there. The little oil in the jar, let them pour it until it keeps flowing and flowing. Thank you, Father, because I know someone um, is receiving courage, someone is receiving confidence um, to take their place and to shine their light the way they should shine it. Thank you for helping us all and for helping us to overcome deep-seated fears in Jesus' name. Friends, till I come your way again, keep shining your light the way I shine mine. You know, be the way that you shine. So do you. And do Jesus. Bye for now.